0: Hi, welcome to compelling conversations where law meets business. I'm Dara Rosenbaum, a founding partner and attorney at Rosenbaum and Taylor in New York. My own journey has shown me the power of learning from others, whether from their successes or from their failures. And that's what led me to start this show in each episode. My goal is to have a compelling conversation with a business leader, business owner, or other inspiring person who will share with you their experiences, their advice and their perspective. I hope you'll learn from them along with me. You can find the show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Today, I am thrilled to have with us Cameron Normand. Cameron is the co owner and editor in chief of Step Family Magazine, host of the Step Mom Diaries podcast, and founder and CEO of This Custom Life, where she provides stepmoms with tools and advice to help them manage their blended family lives. She is a certified step parent coach the creator of the Blended Family Formula for Stepmom Success, and author of the Stepmoms Gratitude Journal. Her work has appeared in Business Insider, Up Journey, the Today Parenting Team, and Stepmom Magazine, among others. Kemmer received her BA from the University of South Carolina and her JD from Emory University School of Law. By day, she's a por- corporate politico in the Washington DC area and serves on several nonprofit boards. She was also named one of Washington Business Journal's Women Who Mean Business. You can follow Cameron on Instagram and Facebook, or explore her website to stay up to date with all of her resources and offerings. So greetings, Cameron. Thank you so much for being with us. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So I love hearing about how business owners got started. What's your origin story with your your stepmom business?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been um, working in corporate America for a number of years, and So I have a business background, but certainly not with my own business. And it really started um, when I became a stepmom five years ago. Um, I acquired, um, its acquired the right word when you, should—I <laughs> you know, I always say to people, it's actually that I found my Prince Charming and he came with four kids. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I became a stepmom five years ago four kids ranging in ages at the time from um, like eight to 15 and realized when I got into it, I mean, I I thought I knew what to expect. I knew I was marrying a guy with kids. Um, I'd been a stepdaughter. um, So I kind of, you know, I I was familiar with blended family dynamics and all that kind of stuff. But I realized when I got into step family life and being a stepmom that I had no idea what I was doing. and i made a million mistakes and and look you know i'm a lawyer by background so i'm good at research i am type a all the way and i looked i looked hard to try and figure out where i could locate a manual for how to be a good stepmom and it turns out that that doesn't exist and so i kind of created my own formula to deal with the issues that we were coming across and that's sort of how this was formed. I sort of I figured that if I was having a hard time locating the tools to deal with all of the stuff that came up in stepmom life and I'm pretty well equipped to look for tools that, you know, probably a lot of other women were facing the same challenges. And so I decided to do something about it and see if I could pull together some resources to help other women and um, and so far I've been able to and I love it it's it's been you know one of the most fulfilling things I've done and um,
0: challenging and rewarding and all of that kind of stuff. Wonderful. So when you started this custom life, what were your first steps along the, the way to, the, to you know toward creating the business that you have now?
1: Well, you know it's funny I um, I was hesitant to do a lot of writing about stepmom life. I was a little nervous um, you know to to put my story out there i didn't want to like talk about the kids or put them out there or you know any of the dynamics around my husband and his ex and all that kind of stuff and so i sort of resisted um jumping into the stepmom experience at first and so i set up the first thing i did was um kind of set up the website and um you know start populating it with content but it took me a little while to get comfortable you know, really talking about my experience. And so it was about a year of writing about different things and, you know, learning how to operate a website, which was definitely not in my skill set. Um, I definitely have exercised a lot of new and different muscles <laughs> <as> <laughs> I've like gone on this journey. Um, but it was getting the website together. And then in the course of that first year, kind of really figuring out that what I had to say to people was a lot more than than I thought, and 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 I had to push myself a little bit out of my comfort zone to really be able to help other women.
0: So, so had you did you already know how to start a website? I know you said you didn't know how to run one, but did you know how to create a no. website when you started? <laughs> I knew
1: nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. Um, and it was, you know, it was really interesting because it is something new, and I like to learn new things, and I enjoy. Um, kind of punsing around on, on new, new and, and different things. Um, But it was also, it was really frustrating at first because it's a little, the technology part's really intimidating. And, you know, I mean, I was a late adopter of social media. Um, I was not one of the first people out there on Facebook. I was not one of the first people out there on Instagram, Um, you know, I've had cell phones, but I was a late adopter of the iPhone. I mean, I I, I like technology, and I'm pretty, you know, I can adapt to it, but um, it's definitely not in my comfort zone. So, so, how did how did you learn?
0: How did you how did you figure that out when you were creating the
1: website? I I reached out to a couple of people that I knew that had their own online businesses. I asked them what they had done, and I started researching um you know how to how to do this how to set it up i looked at a lot of free resources online and ultimately i ended up investing in some online courses to figure out i mean what does this all mean and you know i mean you all of these terms get thrown around when you're talking about the back end of a website and you know things like funnels and opt-ins and tripwires and all of this stuff for online businesses. And I'm like, I don't know what all that means. What am I supposed to do with this? You know. <laughs> and, um, so I really, it was almost like a part-time job, just educating myself on like what goes into all of this, you know, the fact that I needed to have an email list and, you know, start communicating with my followers that way. I mean, it was all very foreign and it took me a while to really, you know, understand sort of how to navigate the technology and then
0: also, you know, what I needed to succeed as a small business online. Now you said you had, you invested in some courses and we all see those emails all the time, you know, 39 99 sell this, learn this, take this course. How did you decide what was worthwhile and which ones you wanted to take? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I did, I
1: didn't I, did, I didn't jump right into the first one I saw. Um, I kind of got to know the online personalities of some of these course instructors. I looked at some of their free resources and it kind of came down to um, the one I ended up investing in was Elite Blog Academy that Ruth Sukup um, runs. and. You know, for me, it came down to, I really thought that the the stuff that she was putting out there that was free was really good. And then I took a hard look at the curriculum of the course and really, you know, tried to figure out like what it was that I needed to learn and if that course was going to fit into kind of what I needed. Mm-hmm. And And she has a soup to nuts program that teaches you how to set up your website, how to communicate with your followers, you know marketing. That was something I had never done before. And that was a whole new, and I know you've been doing
0: that with your firm. I mean,
1: it's, it's a whole new world. You a whole know? New world.
0: <laughs> Very true. So what, what is, what is, if you had to describe this custom life, what is it, what does it offer? What kind of support does it provide? So I like to,
1: um, my tagline is embrace your blended family lives. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, and the tagline may be a little optimistic, I think sometimes with blended family lives, it's more about surviving on some days. Mm-hmm. But um, what, I, what I offer is to work with stepmoms on whatever they're dealing with. And mm-hmm. I developed uh, the blended family formula, which is the course that I offer. Yay. It's a seven step formula for stepmom success. And I always feel like I have to put the little asterisk there that it is not a formula that means that you will, you know, transform into the best and most loved stepmom in the world. There's no silver bullet for the perfect stepmom life in the same way that there's no silver bullet for the perfect family life, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's family is different. It has its own unique dynamics. But what my formula does, it walks you through the seven things that you really need to understand in order to deal with the stuff that gets thrown at you every day as a stepmom. So it walks you through building that foundation with your spouse and with your family. Walks you through, you know, making sure that your relationship stays a priority. Dealing with the ex, which is always, I mean, that's like one of the top things I hear from stepmoms about. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you don't forget to take care of yourself, you know, trying to learn how to communicate and and deal with the kids. And so all of the stuff that I offer on my website relates to kind of those seven topics that I teach in my course. And are you available? Do you do coaching
0: as well? Or is,
1: or is there all the content on the website? I do coaching. I don't do much of it. So it's sort of on an as-contacted, available basis. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy coaching, but just with my schedule between my full-time job and all of the responsibilities. And kids. Yeah. <laughs> And for kids, yeah, with all of that, um, you know, I, I have very limited time for coaching, unfortunately, but I do it occasionally.
0: And who have you leaned on or what have you leaned on as resources as you've built this custom life?
1: Uh, it's, you know, it's really been, I have made a concerted effort and I would, I would tell anybody that's getting into any kind of business to do this. Um, I made a concerted effort to get to know other small business owners that were, kind of around the same stage I was in online and when I started and have developed some really close friendships with some of these women and talk to them almost daily about Mm -hmm. what we're dealing with in our businesses and how we're handling certain challenges and the tools we're using and, you know, what classes we're taking and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And we'll bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, I think it's such an important part of being an entrepreneur, the ability to... And I hate to call it networking because that makes it sound so clinical, you know, yeah. but it's really just it's building relationships is what it is. And it's building relationships with people who may not be able to do anything for you, per se, in terms of, you know, growing your business or any of that. But it's really developing, you know, a, a, um, a, a network of people that you can lean on and people who know what you're going through because, the online business world and in the small business world in general you know it's hard to understand you can obviously vent to your spouse you can vent to your friends but it's really nice to have like a small group of people that you can lean on that you know have been
0: there done that same mm-hmm. as you You know are, are those people who are in this a similar space to you or are there other people with different online businesses
1: they have different businesses and i actually have met them through um You know, I did the Elite Blog Academy course that I mentioned, and I have done a couple of workshops with Ruth, uh, the founder of Elite Blog Academy. And um, through some of those small workshops, have gotten to know other women who, you know, who have different businesses, different topics, different audiences, but are kind of going through some of the same struggles. And then I've also gotten to know there's a small network of other stepmom online businesses. And I've gotten to know a number of those women. And there's some outstanding, you know, women who are also providing stepmom advice. And that's how I met my business partner with um, Step Family
0: Magazine was kind of through that stepmom network. And how did that, how did that opportunity come to you? Did you start Step Family Magazine or was it already existing?
1: So it was already existing. This is actually a really great story. Um, uh, Last spring, My now business partner, Beth McDonough, who runs the Inclusive Stepmom, um, she and I decided to start a Stepmom Summit. And what we really wanted to do, we felt like there was a void um, in providing really inclusive um, experts and topics for stepmoms and just kind of doing something free that anybody could access. And we ended up having thousands of stepmoms sign up. It was in August. It was a Wow. virtual summit. And,
0: and this was the first one.
1: This was the first one. It was amazing. terrific. I mean, we had, we heard things at the end of it, you know, like this has been the best three days of my life and this has changed my step family life forever. And just these oh, wonderful comments from stepmoms that, you know, got so much out of the experience, but we were able to attract some of the top stepmom experts from around the world to be speakers. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, um, a woman who we have worked with in the stepmom world for a while, approached us and, and she had founded Step Family Magazine and said that she and her partner were ready to take a step back and looking for someone to take over as owners and asked mm-hmm. if. She thought that because of what she had seen us do with the summit, she thought Beth and I would be the perfect people to acquire the magazine and take it forward. And I think it took us about five seconds to... Yeah. <laughs> so, <Yeah. yes. laughs> because we realized it was just an extraordinary opportunity to increase our reach
0: and help even more step-moms out there and step-families. Now, so in creating this, this summit, obviously it sounds like a, a big undertaking. How did you know what to do? How did you know how to start?
1: Well, so this goes to like really seeking out resources and keeping things easy, right? So we found this resource that a couple of people that we knew had used, um, and it was—it's a woman who teaches you how to put on online summits, and okay. she structured. Who knew there was such a person? <laughs> I know, right? Who knew that was a thing? It was, and um, and we followed her program to a T, mm-hmm. and w- it was so successful. It was a fantastic um, blueprint, and you know, I think we'll continue to use it going forward. So, so this, it's, it's, it's planned to be an annual thing. Yeah, we're going to do it again. I think this summer we have not set firm dates, but it'll probably be in late August, which is um, when it was last year.
0: Okay. And will that information be on your website or will, where will that information be? It, as, will. Can find it,
1: it. Will. as soon as we have dates finalized, we'll have it on my website, thiscustomlife.com It'll be on the Stepmom Summit website, which is thestepmomsummit.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll have it on the magazine website, which is stepfamilymagazine.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of websites. <laughs> Lots of websites. That's wonderful. So uh, other than learning, or other than kind of being a fish out of water on the website, you know, creating and running a website, what other challenges have you faced building the business?
1: <sighs> um, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, I think one of the things that... That um, you really have to overcome as any kind of business owner is imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You're starting something new. You know, maybe you're coming from another career that you've had a lot of success in, as I have done. You know, I mean, I've I've worked for 20 years in something I'm very comfortable in, which is politics, and have had a successful career. And I was doing something brand new. And you know, I looked around and saw a lot of these online business owners were people that had these, you know, really incredible tech backgrounds that you know, knew how to set up websites and they could speak in a language that I did not understand at all. (laughs) And and I think it's probably the same, whether it's an online business or, you know, a brick and mortar business, you've really got to push out of your comfort zone and the imposter syndrome, I think is going to happen no matter how successful you've been in other parts of your life. And, you know, that was something I really had to battle was, you know, is, am I going to be good enough? Do I really know what I'm talking about? I mean, I know I'm a stepmom, but who wants to listen to me? Um, And, you know, I really had to find my voice and develop the confidence to, you know, put things out there that I knew would help people.
0: Now, when you say imposter syndrome, you're kind of talking about that feeling about like, I'm not sure I belong here. And who am I to be the one to put my, you know, to put my name out there or to put my content out there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm pretending that I'm some online business person, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a girl standing in front of my computer screen. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <I> like <laughs> no, but it's, um, you know, you look around at these people who already have established businesses, whether it's in your area or another, and you think, you know, I'm just pretending here, like Surely everybody is going to see that I'm just a fraud, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and you know, and the doubts can creep in, and it can be really dangerous, you know. And and I think it can imposter syndrome can hit you in any part of your life, right? Like I've I have felt it as a stepmom, certainly, mm-hmm. you know. Like why are these kids? I'm, when I first became a stepmom, I remember the first time I had to go pick up my youngest from school, and. My husband Craig was like, "Yeah, you know, you'll pick him up at this time. Just go to the front desk." He was in like third grade or fourth grade, and and I was like, "Are you sure it's okay? <laughs> like, are you sure that they'll let him go with me?" And Craig was like, "You're his stepmom. Of course they will." And I was like, "I don't know. Is that? Are you sure?" <laughs> and I- so nervous to pick this kid up from school, yeah. and this child who loves me. And like, you know, he came running into the office. He's like, hey, Cammy G, that's what they call me. And, yeah. and you know, the, the school didn't give it a second look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm really a stepmom. I'm really doing, yes. this. <laughs> really doing this. So it was the same thing in business, right? Like you have to just
0: do it in order to do it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm sure you find
0: that when you talk to other people who were similar places in their business as you are, that they've, they feel that have felt that, that it crops up for them too. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Every small business owner I've talked to has felt that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally normal and and common. It's really common, I think. What's something that surprised you about owning your own business? Because obviously you came out of politics and you weren't owning that in the in that sense. <laughs> so, yeah. um, okay. not. Well, I think so, it would run a lot differently if I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know, it wasn't necessarily that there was a lot of work because I knew that it would be a lot of work. It was, um, it was the amount of time that I spent on different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about, I thought about when I first was starting this business, I was like, I'm going to write all these articles and it's going to be amazing. And I'll have this website and that's all true. But I kind of imagined my life to be creating content for stepmoms. And what it actually looks like is creating content about 40% of the time, maybe 30% of the time Mm -hmm. and marketing the rest of the time Mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there and, you know, doing podcasts, doing interviews, doing, you know, trying to pitch articles and other publications and figuring out your social media strategy and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, It's, I kind of didn't realize how much of that stuff I would be doing. I thought it was a little more simple, like I'm going to have this great website and it'll be awesome. You know, probably (laughs) the same as if, you know, (laughs) but you know, like if you're starting a brick and mortar business, I mean, I have always fantasized about having like a little gift shop and, you know, all of that stuff, like, oh, I'll start a gift shop and it'll be amazing. And I'll, you know, sell these really cute things. Well, all of that is true, but you're probably also going to spend a lot of your time marketing the shop and doing, you know, inventory and all the stuff that's not fun you know, or, or you
0: don't think it's fun. Maybe some people think inventory is fun. I don't know. but you know. And I think that's really an important thing for, for, you know, everybody who's involved in uh, starting a business or running a business to hear is that, you know, there's a, it, you know, if you're spending more than 50% of your time on other things, that's expected. Yeah, that it's I've not necessarily, you know, running the the bake shop or the little gift shop or the graphic design firm or whatever it is, there's all those kind of back office things that go into getting your name out there and running the business and finances and yeah, HR and all those other things.
1: Yeah. and I mean I I kind of realized that, you know, I got into it because I wanted to help stepmoms and but in order to help stepmoms, you have to do all this other stuff, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. So you're still
0: doing what you set out to do. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that you've got all this other stuff that goes along with it,
0: you know? So when you started the business, how did you kind of get your name out there? How did you let people know that you were, you were here, you weren't an imposter and you know, this was a website that they, that they should go to for content. <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
1: I mean, I started with my personal networks mm-hmm. and you know, I, I did, I started social media accounts of course. And, sent emails begging my friends and family to start following me and to share the word with, you know, any stepmoms that they knew and they did, which was great. And, and, um, and then I really, um, you know, I tried to do a lot of kind of strategic hashtagging on social media. And um, I had to learn something called SEO, search engine optimization, which is you know, how to kind of populate your posts with different keywords that Google will find interesting. So it will rank your site when people search for different things. That was something I had no idea even existed. And, um, you know, so it really has been a process. And then, you know, I also try to take advantage of as many opportunities as I can to speak in different places, to, you know, write guest articles in different places that will help, you know, raise the brand awareness. But it's also it's got to get comfortable with putting yourself out there. Yeah, it's taken a while, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to get comfortable with it. I mean, it and I was not at all when, when I started. Um, now I'm much more comfortable and, you know, I'm willing to hear
0: no and I'll just put myself out there and ask. <laughs> <But> <laughs> at this point, is the business just you or do you have anybody else working with you? It's all me. It's all me. And what's the vision? Do you want to grow it? Do you want to change it? What do you, what do you think it's going to look like?
1: I do want to grow it. I may, um, you know, for this custom life, I may keep it just me for a while um, because it is, it's so personal and I really feel so much ownership over it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with the, with Step Family Magazine, we will try to grow that. Um, Right now it's just Beth and I, but we plan to, you know, start having a staff and, have folks that are helping us. And we do have a number of contributors um,
0: already. And, we'll have and is that a- online or is that, is that online or paper? It's online. It's a digital magazine. So mm-hmm. right
1: now it's a website and we are going to be growing it out later this year with um, our first issue of a monthly magazine. So stay tuned. All of that is
0: coming. <laughs> so as a business owner, what is something that you learned along the way that you wish you'd learned earlier? Um, SEO? No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> Website formation. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, I think, you know, you're talking about the online courses and the resources and stuff like that. And I think when I first started, I had a lot of, and I still fight it to be honest, but I had a lot of shiny squirrel syndrome where you do have all these online voices saying, hey, I've got this course for to teach you how to do this. And you're like, I need to know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, you've fallen down, you know, a 10-hour rabbit hole of learning how to do something, but not being taught by the best person or the best way or any mm-hmm. of that stuff. And I think that I wasted a lot of time um, trying to learn things. And I should have spent more time researching, like, the two or three best courses to take or like really the one or two best people to listen to versus trying to learn all the things. Um, And part of that is just me. I tend to spread myself thin and try to do all the things all the time well, which is not possible. Yeah. This was, you know, the learning process was like that for me. I was trying to like pull all the things in and learn all the things And, and you don't need to know all the things. You figure out what you need to know and you you learn that. And then you figure out the next thing you need to know and you learn that. Mm-hmm. And I think I tried to do too much.
0: <laughs> Not surprising since you said you're a type A personality all the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so before we end, what advice would you give to somebody who's even thinking about starting their own on- online business? Do
1: it. You have nothing to lose. I mean, I think um, really if you... If you want to get started, and there are a lot of programs that'll say, "Hey, you know, start a website for fifteen dollars." Yes, you can buy a domain for fifteen dollars and you know start your backend. If you know what you're doing, if you don't, you need some help. But um, but you can start a business, um, particularly an online business, with not a lot of capital. And you know, I think it. You know, there are a lot of days that you have to kind of say, OK, I'm going to be brave today and do this, do this scary thing that I'm putting myself out there and really, you know, being vulnerable. Um, but you have to kind of take that leap of faith and be vulnerable and and allow yourself to, to, to get, get out
0: there and not care what people think. <laughs> I think that's wonderful, inspiring advice. So tell the listeners how they can find you, how they can find this so, custom life. Yeah, so
1: thiscustomlife.com and then I've got um, obviously stepfamilymagazine.com and then um, anywhere you listen to podcasts, I host the Stepmom Diaries, about to start season three. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, find me, say hi, say hi on social media. I'll talk back. If you've got a stepfamily, DM me and ask questions,
0: whatever. That's wonderful, Cameron. Thank you so much. (laughs) This has been an absolutely compelling conversation. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure.